Back home again in dear old Elmhurst. And it seems that I can see the gleaming French porch lights still burning bright through the seven wards of trees. The backyard skunks send all their fragrance through the streets I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on her salt creek, how I long for my great big Elmer's home. Golly! And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Well, that's a telltale sign. Welcome to another edition of the E-Town Lowdown, the first official edition of 2021, where we're all together Near the hot tub. The hot tub is a two-person hot tub. We all know that, right, PK? Yeah, two two people. And Scotty Malort? We got a... Two uh, people. So we're all... What do they call that when you got the person on your shoulders and you're doing chicken fights? Chicken Chicken fights. (laughs) (laughs) You guys guys are good. Chicken... How did we get into chicken fights? What does that have to do with... with, A tub is only big enough for two, so we put two people on... Yeah, but that's not socially distanced. So we're not really in the hot tub, right? It's okay for the guy on top. I'd swear I heard PK drop some ice cubes in the hot tub a minute ago. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm about ready to just blow up all of 2020. What do you say? It's over. Blow it up. I'm well, gonna. I'm gonna blow it up. There goes 2020. Thank you, Steve Dahl. There goes the 2021 promotion budget. (laughs) Holy cow. We blew it all on a boom. You know, um, our Foley artist is highly overpaid. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) He's overpaid? How much is he paid? I don't know what a Foley artist is. (laughs) Exactly. Foley. You don't know what a Foley? I bet our guest tonight knows what a Foley artist is. That's that's one thing we'll learn. So we have a guest tonight who uh, I'm going to ask Scotty Malort to introduce, but this gentleman, until tonight, has met some of the most exciting celebrities on the planet outside of the three of us. Would you agree? Wholeheartedly. And now this uh, is the creme de la creme. He's got some great stories. Uh, Scotty, why don't you uh, introduce our guest tonight? Our guest for this evening is Elmhurst resident Greg Glay, who's the scoutmaster of Scout Troop 117, which is based out of Christ United Methodist Church, or for those of you who don't know your church as well, the one right next to Jackson Elementary School. Greg, welcome to the Lowdown. Hello. Hey, welcome. So is that is that why we brought him here tonight? Because he's an exciting scoutmaster. It, it's, it's amazing who a scoutmaster can meet. It, yeah, Greg, do you know the the Boy Scout motto? Uh, be prepared. He knows the Scout Oath, the Scout Law, and probably many other. On your sayings. honor, you'll do your best to help your friends and cheat the rest. Right? 
I can even do the outdoor code. So Okay, let's hear the outdoor code. As an American, I will do my best to be clean in my outdoor manners, be careful with fire, be considered in the outdoors, and be conservation-minded. What What is the thing I learned as a tender, tenderfoot before I retired? Um, trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, cheerful, thrifty, thrifty brave, clean, and reverent. I like that you went into early retirement, PK. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Tenderfoot is the first rank you can achieve as a scout, and then PK had enough of that, clearly. Maybe well, not that. anymore. Not anymore. Now you have to earn scout rank. Ah. It, isn't, it isn't just kind of a, a, a gimme. So what, sh- but I'm, what are those? The virtues of No, the uh, what, what is it? What, what are those? What are that, the, that, is the, that is the scout law. Those are the, the oh. laws you will live by. Oh, all right. You will be trustworthy. You will be loyal. First, it's a hypothesis. Then it's a theory. And then it becomes law. Oh, this is a law. There's an oath yeah. and a law. It's all the way. So. Where does the oath fall in there? Well, the oath says that you're going to follow the scout law. So you're promising. You some, it used to be called the scout promise. Now it's called the scout oath. I'm pretty sure PK joined just to chase Girl Scouts. I wish. Am I, am I wrong? <laughs> well, we have girls in scouting now, but there's no chasing. Funny either. you bring that up, Craig. <laughs> I wish I would have continued. But in all, in all seriousness. But we digress. So Scotty Malort says you're from Elmhurst. So I'm guessing you didn't grow up here. Tell us about where you grew up and how you ended up in Elmhurst. Well, actually, uh, my mom grew up here uh, right across from uh, the old Elmhurst Hospital on on Avon and Schiller. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, – I have, I have a lot of Elmhurst roots, uh, but I grew up in Oak Park, so just a little east of here. Graduate of – Oak Park River Forest High School. OPRF. That's where I, I uh, first, uh, they had a TV studio. That's kind of where I got my start. We did a little newscast every Thursday afternoon called News Scene. Nice. So that was that was fun. Then I then I went to SIU, Carbondale. That's a long way away. Yes, it's it was the furthest away I could get and still get in-state tuition. Were you there for the crazy Halloween days? Uh, we, we had a little party on Halloween, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little little thing going on. They were famous. So, what did you major in? I majored in radio television. And what did you hope to do someday with that exactly? Oh, I wanted to direct like everyone who majors in in broadcasting. Uh, but And I did direct for a while, but there wasn't uh, a lot of money in directing downstate. And I uh, came back and freelanced and kind of fell into the teleprompter thing and uh, was able to get into a very fine union and uh, seen the world. Is there really such thing as a casting couch? Uh, I've never enjoyed one. <laughs> <laughs> From which side? Well, either either side. Yeah, I've never I've never been able to partake in anything like that. So when so, you oh, go ahead, yeah. Well, I don't. We don't. You go ahead. So when you when you left college, uh, what was your first job and and kind of walk us through how you ended up in Elmhurst? Oh, how I ended up in Elmhurst. Well, I married a girl from Elmhurst, so she she also uh, grew up in Elmhurst, like like my mother did uh, over near the hospital. And uh, uh, but uh, we uh, our kind of our dream was always to move back to Elmhurst. She's a teacher, and she was teaching out in. Dundee and uh, had the opportunity to come back and is able to now teach over at Bryan and so we we moved to Elmhurst and it was kind of a dream for us and 
we're very happy here. You're going to retire here, right? Uh, if I ever retire if with this economy, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Nothing a Moderna vaccine can't fix. Don't worry. You'll be fine. How did you meet your wife, Greg? How did I, I met her in the sandbox when I was about seven years old. Is that over, a bar on Mannheim and Stone no, Park? No, it was over at my grandparents' house. She actually lived next door to my grandparents over on Avon Road. So, So how old were you? I was seven, and she was five oh. or six. Oh, thank goodness! I thought you were going to say so. twenty-one or something. <laughs> so, but we didn't. We didn't start dating until we were in our twenties, till after college. So, it's a long courtship. Well, you know, we just kind of knew of each other. Did you build sandcastles in your of your dream house? Not. I really don't remember much. I just remember that taking the fifth. That's, that's kind of where where I we kind of first remember each other. So you're in Elmhurst now. I know you have children. You got involved in scouts. When and, and how did you decide to do that? Well, I, I was a scout uh, when, in my youth, and uh, I enjoyed it. I uh, didn't make Eagle Scout. I got to life, but uh, I got a lot out of it and uh, realized in college how much I, I, I did learn because I was kind of on, uh, on my dorm floor. I realized that not many people had a clue. They didn't know how to solve their own problems and they were constantly calling home to mommy and were you the macgyver and, uh, well a little bit a little bit there was like two or three other guys on the floor who we could we just kind of all figured it out and then we we realized the one key thing was we were all scouts and we had learned how to be self-sufficient and that was something i realized and then uh, i didn't get back into it again until uh, my son uh, was was in first grade and became a tiger cub and uh, and we I, I decided to go into that full bore, and uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. Made some good friends. Uh, my lord over here, our our sons are both both in uh, the troop together, and they they went through Cub Scouts together, and now they both are almost uh, Eagle Scouts. Nice. That's great. It's a great accomplishment. So how many years have you been a scout leader then? Oh, uh, been a scout leader since my son's 16, and we started when he was uh, when he was six so 10 years 10 so, years so to be a eagle scout you have to perform like a special project right do an eagle project yeah. yes. and has he started that yet he completed his project oh wow he did it over at the uh, elmhurst history museum nice uh he he made two benches so right there overlooking the railroad tracks there the little park area in front of the gloss mansion nice uh he made the, those benches last fall and uh, they, they turn out really, really nice. Cool. Well, the folks over there are good friends of ours, so I'm sure that those benches is where they sit and eat their lunch every day. Well, they were very happy. They were very, very happy with how they turned out. Dave Oberg and the two Dans. That's correct. Yeah. And if you go down, Park, it's Park Street, right? I don't remember. Th- that's Park. On the- <laughs> we call it Park Avenue. Park Avenue, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Mr. Douglas calls it Park Avenue. Yeah, you and Mr. Lagerfeld. <laughs> If you uh, head down Park, you'll see the two benches. There's a giant tree in between them, and you're staring right at the mansion when you do it. Gotcha. And, is, Scotty, is your son uh, working on the Eagle? Ironically enough, PK, my son also did his Eagle project for the History Museum folks, but he did the landscaping work at the Churchville one-room schoolhouse. Oh, cool. In unincorporated... Addison Township, I guess that is uh, Church, Road, Church Road. Church Road north of Grand Avenue. Correct. That'd be yeah. the one. So he designed and installed all of a uh, whole new landscaping 
program and uh, looks real nice. So next spring, check that out. Um, I think a lot of folks in Elmhurst don't even realize that's part of the city of Elmhurst's holdings, but yeah. the schoolhouse is a valuable piece of our local history. Yeah. So, so Greg, there's a lot been going on in uh, the Boy Scouts. I say Boy Scouts this past couple of years, uh, one of which is girls are now um, able to join. So can you tell us about how that's affected the local troops, your troop in well, particular? Our, our troop, we, we have a sister troop, and uh, uh, they're, they're 117G. We're, we're 117B, boys and girls. And uh, they uh, we, we share a committee, so a lot of the adults are, are involved uh, with that. And, but we, and we go on some trips together. We also do things apart from each other. How, how, so. What's the size difference, if any, between B and G? Oh, they're a little bit smaller than us, but they've been growing very fast. And are their leaders predominantly women or men, or doesn't it? Or um, they, no, no they, significant. They have a, a woman scoutmaster, uh, Vanessa Clohesse. She's she's wonderful. Um, but uh, there's it, it just it, there's 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 women, there's men. But they with the girls, we're required to have on at every outing event meeting. You're required to have at least one uh, trained female leader. Gotcha. There. So uh, for the boys, we could have all women leaders if we wanted to, uh, and no men, but we, we can't have just men with the girls. That's not allowed. And so. most importantly, PK, because I know you're thinking of this in your head, when they all go up to summer camp in Wisconsin, they tent in separate sides. Yes. All the boys on one side, Left all the side, girls on right the other. side. Right. Yeah, just, the, girls, just, the girls have their own section, the boys have a section, then the adults have a section, because we, the, the scouts... We want them to be independent and do things. We're there for safety. You don't want them drinking your cocktails. Well, no, we're not I'm, allowed. I'm to, kidding. I'm we're kidding. not allowed to drink on the <laughs> on the uh, on the campouts and things. That's that's yeah. what that's what podcasts are for, right? <laughs> right. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> Wasn't there a big uh, Boy Scout headquarters in Oakbrook? Is that still around? Uh, not that I know of. Our our headquarters oh. is over in uh, St. Charles. Okay. You uh, remember what I'm talking about? No. I'm trying to think too. It was I, a building on the road that uh, um, Harger, north, uh, east of the shopping center. Yeah, Harger. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall the building, it, but anyway, doesn't yeah, mean, I digress. So the uh, events, the outings that the uh, girls' troop does, are they similar to the outings your troop does? Or they, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we'll do joint outings. Sometimes we'll do things different. Um, the in scouting, uh, the the youth. And the youth leaders, they're the ones that plan things and come up with things. We have we have planning meetings and uh, with the youth, and they come up with the ideas. And the adults, we just kind of facilitate. We drive, we facilitate it, we we book the book the places for them. But uh, it's the the kids are coming up with the the ideas, and sometimes the girls want to do something, and the boys don't want to do that, or the boys want to do something, the girls don't want to do that. Just recently, this fall, we went over to that go ape. Uh, climbing adventure place and uh, over on Ogden and we uh, the boys went the girls weren't interested so the boys did that as a trip and but there are things you do they do together as well yes right? yeah. yes we went to yeah. summer camp. the one thing that didn't get canceled this summer was summer camp hmm. and uh, we we had it was different this year because we had to go in cohorts we we weren't normally they go and then they just buddy up and they go to their classes and everything else we went as one group to each program area one in the morning, one in the afternoon, next day, uh, and then one in the evening. And then we just kept rotating through program areas through the week as one big group. 
and uh, we earned a lot more merit badges that way. The older scouts, um, they had a lot of those badges already, so they they were not as as busy. But they they, from what they told me, it was it was the best thing they did all summer because they were able to get out of the house. Where, where is that so, Boy Scout camp? Our camp is up in Oxford, Wisconsin. Yeah. It's about forty five minutes yeah. from the Dells. Yeah. Camp Freeland Leslie. Rick, yeah. have you been to Camp Freeland Leslie in your uh, life? I might have been a few I times. Thought so. 39 to 82, Oxford, the it's North. A, it's a very nice yeah. camp. It's a very nice camp. They have a great time, and it was a little different this year because of COVID, but we didn't have any problems, no no sickness, um, just the usual, you know, I burned myself. And, Do they have running and, water there yet? Uh, they have they have wells and pumps. and Kind of, sort of. Kind of running. Kind of running. There's, there's hot showers if you need them. So. Oh, the, the poop on the camp was that it had the cleanest lake in all of – Wisconsin. Bavaria. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful lake. The, the fish love it. Right. I nearly drowned there a few times taking my <laughs> swim test. Do you, do you have more than one son or more than one child in scouting? I, I just have the one in scouting. I have okay. a daughter who's who's 21, but she's not in scouting. Gotcha. So, Greg, can you give us some examples of some of the kind of more high-profile trips the troop has gone on? Some of the good ones over the years. Well, we were we were gonna go uh, to Sea Base this summer, but that got moved off to next summer. Sea Base is down in the Florida Keys. Yes, and that's that's gonna be a really cool trip. What's that uh, code for? And I was gonna go out nothing. for the Chicago Bears, but so I didn't. It's, it's going to be. We're 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 scheduled to go in August now. We're gonna we'll, we will be kayaking seven miles to an island and then living on that island for a week. Nice. And and all the food and everything will, will will be brought out there by boat. We're gonna go on some boat trips. We're gonna go snorkeling. Uh, there's there's all these different activities all week that we'll be doing living on this this island. Nice, that'd be cool. So I think you should uh, sneak a a volleyball and a FedEx box <laughs> in your pack. We went to uh, Sylvania Wilderness uh, last year. That's up in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. And uh, there's no cell signal. There's you. You had to canoe to your you had to canoe a couple miles to to your campsite. So you had to be. We had to do a lot of preparation. Bring all our food in. Bring all our garbage out. Um, it was it was quite an adventure. How, how big is the troop? Uh, we the boys have uh, around thirty. The girls have around twenty. Wow. So and it it hovers. I mean, it goes a little bit up and down. Yeah. As as the year progresses, but we'll get some more and we'll lose some. But and what's your title? I'm the scoutmaster scout of the boy troop. Master I'm on the committee for the girl troop. So I, I'm the scoutmaster. Yeah. Nice. So I've, has the has the troop won any accolades over the uh, past few years? We've we we there's a thing called Journey to Excellence, and we we continually win the gold award, which is the highest award, and it's it's based on how much money you raise. No, actually, that's the the one thing they don't rank you on. If you, you you can lose points if you don't do any fundraising, but if you, as long as you do some fundraising, which you have to do fundraising, this stuff's expensive. Mm. So, uh, but you know, the more and the more popcorn your kid sells, the less checks you write. So that's what I tell the parents. So, have you ever tented with uh, Malort? Uh, have we tent- I don't think we've, we've tented, tented right we've, next to each other. Yeah, yeah. He's heard me snore. Well, that's what I was so. going to ask. Uh, PK claims that. <laughs> That Scotty snores. I I, I didn't true? hear him over my snoring. So okay, the yeah. raccoons didn't complain. Yeah, they, the kids thought there was a bear in the campsite, but 
Wait, I'm going back to the popcorn. You had to sell popcorn to raise money, right? That's what they do every fall. They they sell popcorn. You know what I had to sell as a Weeblow? Fertilizer. I thought you were going to say blood. Some Someone's dad must have worked for Scott's. So our fundraiser was to sell fertilizer. That's really crappy. That, that's yeah. preparing you to be a politician. Or to sell, yeah. <laughs> what, so. what did the Sunflower Girls sell? You know, Peter Brady? <laughs> you remember? Everything in Rick's life revolves back to the Brady Bunch or the Partridge family. Marsha, Marsha, one of your One of your best qualities. What can I say? So we know that the, the scouting organization uh, filed for bankruptcy on the national level recently. And I don't know what recently is, a year ago, two years ago. How has that affected the program locally? Uh, it, it, our, our dues have gone up. That's about it. So we're trying to do more fundraising. Um, but the, their insurance has gone up, so the dues have gone up. We like to call that stewardship, Greg. Well, we're, How much we're, is up, though? I mean, I, I bet the dues aren't that bad to begin with, right? And then uh, it's it's gone up. It's gone up over a hundred percent in the last two years. So wow, so, that's significant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but if it's, it went from a hundred to two hundred, but it's it? still cheaper than being on like a traveling team. Yeah, for for yeah. for soccer or baseball yeah. or something, so, or hockey. It's way cheaper than hockey. It's going to bounce back, you think? So I, you know, we're we're doing great. Yeah, our our membership is doing fine, and we've we but we've stayed active during the whole. The whole COVID thing, we're, we've we've been doing, we've gone to virtual meetings. Yeah. So we're doing all the Zoom meetings, and we we did that starting at the end of March. There. I mean, if you think about so. it, those kids are learning like what to do, what people in business are having to do right now. I mean, it's a it's you, a great you, leadership experience. You got to adapt. Yeah. You got to adapt, and and it's 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 been hard. It's been a struggle. Um, we're not able to go on a lot I mean, all of our trips basically got canceled. We, we were able to go to summer camp. That was, that was fun. We've been able to go on a few camp outs. Um, they've allowed us to do backyard camping, which is not the same, but then it's they not can, the same as front yard camping. That's for well, sure. No, no, well, but they're able to get some of their requirements done for advancement. And you guys could all important. stay in a tent on uh, York street at a restaurant. We could. <laughs> I like it. I like the way you think. Well, those are outdoors. Yeah, let's carry out, <laughs> right? That's another story. So let's shift gears a little bit to your career. You, you talked a little bit about your education, TV and radio. You majored in, I, you know, I, I majored in radio, TV. Uh, I, I originally I wanted to be a DJ, yeah, uh, but I'm, I found out early on I have no talent for that. So, but you do have uh, a face for radio. I do have a face for radio. I was going to say that, you but I don't know you well enough. You'd, <laughs> You did some radio in college. I, I like that you take the easy, the easy joke there. <laughs> you know me, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I did a little, little. Well, I tried out for a little radio in college, and I didn't quite get it because I was, I was really bad. But, uh, but I on the production end, I, I exceeded, and uh, I won some national awards, and I did, did pretty well. And uh, not that it got me a job, I ended up sending out hundreds of resumes and never really got what I wanted. I, I was, I, I finally, finally just went and moved to my parents' house and uh, started freelancing, started my own business and moved on from there. And How much technology was involved in the production end of it when you graduated from college? Oh, well, you know, we did a nonlinear editing. It just, just started with the Avid. Um, that was, that was brand new. People were. What's the Avid? 
Avid, uh, well, not editing now. You're 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 on a computer and it's all nonlinear, and you've probably done it on your own computer at home. But that was all brand new and a big deal uh, to be able to to change. Before you had to you had to go section 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 and get it all exactly right and moving along and and changing anything. You had to start from scratch. Uh, but this, you just oh, move this over here, move this over there, boom, 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 tweak, 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 and you got it. So it's 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 a lot easier now than back then, but uh, I kind of fell into the teleprompter thing and uh, found I had some talent with that. And Fell in? How, how, do you, how did you fall into that? You fall into that by um, you, you, you do some high-end job. You, you, you have some skills. You start working. I was working freelance in teleprompting and uh, had a few, few different things. I, uh, when, when, uh, when I was in college, uh, Paul Simon ran for president. And he lived down in Carbondale area, Macanda. Did Art Garfunkel live uh, down there also? <laughs> no, no, no. This was this was the Senator Simon from Illinois, if you can remember back that far. The bow tie. Uh, the bow tie, and uh, he he ran, and I I uh, that was my my first. That's when I I first met someone who uh, was rolling his prompter for his announcement, and uh, a guy named Dan, and he he uh, uh, I, I I realized oh you can you can actually you can make money teleprompting. This is something, you know, not just in TV, but doing live shows. And that was something I, I was experienced. Uh, I, I got to see and uh, got some experience with that. And then I, I went out and when I was freelancing, I started doing tele because I had experienced teleprompting uh, at, at the TV stations I'd worked at. And, uh, and then uh, I just, uh, I, did, I did a job uh, in Rockford it was uh, ABC News, Peter Jennings, uh, and it was right after Clinton was elected president. So I think it was 93 in February, and it was the wind chill was like 38 below zero, almost 40 below zero, and, and it was really cold. And we were still typing scripts back then. Uh, weren't, weren't getting any internet. Uh, they, were, they were faxing in scripts, and then we'd type them up, and there were two of us, and we're, we're typing away, and our fingers are numb, and... And uh, Peter Jennings is there reading them in, in the commercials, and he's he's swearing about how cold it is when we get to commercial. And uh, there was there he's was, from Canada, isn't he? I think so. I think he's Canadian, so, but he, he just is. complained he about it. Yeah. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy, but it was a one point where this he he ad libbed a lot, and the script said uh, the script said President Clinton, and or uh, the script said the president. Yeah, no, the script said the president. President was Clinton. He script said the president, but he said President Bush. Uh, whoops. And and it meant Clinton. And, and I I'm right off right off screen, right off the camera, and, and I just said Clinton. And and I don't think you could hear me on the mic, but he says, "Excuse me, President Clinton." And then he moved on, and then I'm like, "Oh my God, what did I just do? I just corrected Peter Jennings on the air," and <laughs> and I'm freaking out until the commercial because I'm just rolling, and we get to the commercial, and. uh he says, hey, kid, thank you. And, and I was like, oh. And then afterwards, he said, hey, you're, you're pretty good. And then I ended up doing a lot of the stuff in the Midwest for, for ABC uh, and for ABC News. And that was, that was something. So that, at the beginning of your career, were there any manual cue cards being used? Or was everything uh, electronic? I, I've done cue cards a few times. But uh, like when Conan O'Brien came into town, they still his cue card guys came when he was at the Chicago Theater. That was the most fun job 
Is that, do you think I that's because that's what he liked? But yeah, and that's what he liked. But but he we also had a great big monitor for him in the audience, oh. which and the cue card guys when I got there like oh well he's just going to use the monologue and he he's he's you know he's he he relies on us and they ended up sitting most of the week because he loved the teleprompter so uh. he was very happy that was that was the most fun job I ever had it was great and we'd be working on the uh, the monologue. And uh, it was one day we're working on the monologue, and it's like, it's like 15 minutes before the show, and you got Conan there, and Andy's there, and the writers, and and they've been giving me stuff through the day, and I'm going through, and they're like, okay, nix this, add this, change this. And one day they had this one joke. They had all this video of of Conan going from place to place, and everywhere he goes in Chicago, have a drink, have a drink, and he's getting drunker and drunker and drunker wherever he goes but they didn't have a punchline can't imagine it. they didn't have a punchline yeah i know i know in chicago can you believe it so so they didn't have a punchline and they're they're throwing stuff out they're throwing this out finally i just blurted out hi my name is conan and i'm an alcoholic and they died they said that's it that's it that's it and then then andy goes well he is a stagehand he would know <laughs> so, andy's quick so that was that was that was a great week that was a lot of fun you know, when you were talking about Peter Jennings, you said you're rolling along, and you actually did a little hand thing. Did you? You actually like turn a dial yeah, to you, move the. You, you turn a dial. You're following their. their because sometimes you go need to go faster and yeah, sometimes slower, right? Numbers. People are going to read them slower than you know. Yeah. So how has that technology changed in well, the time you've been doing it? Uh, when I mean, there were paper prompters when I first was was prompting. Really? Uh, you're, you're scrolling paper under the camera and then it's it's reversed onto a monitor and through the glass. Now it's all flat screens. It used to be big CRT monitors. Uh, it, it it went to computers, but it was all bootable floppy drives, if you remember floppy drives. And uh, now it's, you know, we're bringing laptops and and uh, I, I have a main and a backup still just because we've all had computers crash on us and it's always at the worst time. So... I always I always fly with a backup. Yeah, we keep meaning to do that. But uh backup. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not live. We're not live. So So do you have a lot of malfunctions with the equipment? Uh well, that's the thing. If you have if you've got a, a backup and you've got a switcher and things go bad, the if I'm doing my job right, they don't even know that there was a problem. Oh, you just flip right away. I just yeah. boom and I've got a slaved backup, it's rolling right along. With the script is is right there. On I the get a slate, but that's a long. Story. They might see they might see it. The screen go black for a second, or and but but it's right there. It might be a little glitch, but it's not a not an end of the show. Typically, how are the scripts communicated to you now via email? Uh, email or they'll give me a they'll give me a little uh, thumb drive or uh, or the, the, all different ways. But yeah, it's it's electronic. I hardly ever type anymore. So when you're watching the material, or you, you you read the material to put it into the system or whatever, and then you, so you know what's going to happen, can you tell whether or not it's going to work I, or not? I don't, I, I'm not really reading it. I'm going through and cleaning it up and making it look nice. Uh, I'm not looking for the grammar. I'm looking does 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 is it is it? Let me know. You're sitting there sometimes laughing with yeah, yourself. Do you, do you read the jokes ahead of yeah. sometimes delivery? Yeah. If it's interesting, if I have time. Well, what what I percentage? Have, I don't have time. What percentage of the time does it involve jokes? Because a lot of times it's news well, it, or something. It depends or, on the show. It depends on the show. I mean, I, I I could be doing an award show with like Frank Caliendo, and and he's 
he's doing his shtick and then he has to go back and give present an award and that's all on the script and then then he'll say oh do do your routine about this and although i bet a lot of his funny yeah. stuff is actually imp- improvisation right it's all it's scripted all the it good is? all the good yeah. comedians they they it's all scripted in their head and yeah they're they're changing it and tweaking it and adding yeah. different jokes based on the audience but they've they've worked it all out ahead of time that's the, the best comedians. actually it's funny you say that because for christmas i got the jerry seinfeld book that he just came out with that is basically his notes so from all his years and i thought i'd be reading it busting a gut the whole time and i haven't i don't think i've laughed yet wow it's it's, it's kind of boring but it, I mean, obviously, he's the king of delivery. What's the deal with that book? <laughs> Are you an independent contractor? Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I. I own a corporation. I'm. I'm a. I'm a CEO of a corporation. Feel free to plug your so, corporation. It's, there's uh, no it, problem with that. Well, my, my trademark is Chicago Prompter, but it's Glade Production Services Incorporated, and uh, and, and so I work for that. And then uh, I'm also in the Stagehands Union, local to Chicago. And uh, so I work, uh, so I'll, I'll pay myself a check and, and do all my benefits through the union. And then I also uh, work for many different uh, venues. I, I'm a stagehand over at WGN-TV. I've been working there a lot during COVID because those are the only places that are open right now. I'm not working at Ravinia this year. I'm not uh, working at United so Center. COVID not... has really affected your industry then. Oh, majorly. I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones that's that's still working. I mean, there's there's... It's 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 devastated our industry. What do, what, do you, what do you do at Ravinia normally? I, uh, if I'm not teleprompting, then I'm I'm a I'm a guy from the hall. I'm I'm working the deck, uh, the which, sound deck that is. I'm, the, I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm helping set up the show, helping take down the show. Uh, I might push things on or push things off during the show. Wait, or, is the deck the stage? The stage. Yeah. The stage, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You didn't mean to get all technical. Technical on yeah, term. Yeah. I love when you talk technical. I thought you were the producer. <laughs> you you were the producer. <laughs> That's been the biggest misnomer from the beginning of this. <laughs> there's, thing. there's a lot of work at Ravinia in the spring, getting it all set up, getting all everything cutting the lawn. And and <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever have you ever been on camera? And that the, my question is twofold. Have you been on camera? on purpose because somebody put you on camera and have you been on camera by accident when you weren't supposed to be i've if i like at wgn if i end up on camera then something's gone very very wrong usually um there was uh, a time where dina bear was doing lunch break with a chef and the chef spilled something on the stove and the stove shut off because it's got childproof features i call them chef proof features uh (laughs) but so i had to run out there and and fix it and uh, it was it it was it was quite amusing uh, to all my friends who saw me on the air who knew that how uncomfortable that is for me. What, but what? Uh, at other time, uh, Paul Conrad came out. Uh, he he snuck up on me with the camera and because he's he was doing one of his his little features and he's like, oh, you know, you know, great, you know, how how long have you you know how, he's going over it. How long have you been here? How long have you worked here? How long you? He, he asked me and I I, I said too long, <laughs> and then they they went. I moved on. So, uh, are there are there any interesting stories about those uh, what what do you call them celebrities that uh, you can share with us? Like, I, you well, know, I was, there was one time. Uh, one of the nice things about working at WGN is we can play bozo buckets whenever we want. I mean, oh, that's, there you, that's, go. you know, yeah. we don't do the show anymore, but we still have some of the props and job perk. And uh, uh, we had a, a I got a 
call to my my desk uh, one day. Hey, can you set up the Bozo Buckets? The book guest for the midday show wants to play Bozo Buckets. So it's like, oh, okay, sure. So uh, I, I I go and and uh, I uh, I nice guy, blonde hair, middle aged, and we're we're playing Bozo Buckets. I'm kicking his butt because I've I've played it thousands of times. And, but he, he'd watched it on cable growing up, and uh, um, it was D. Really? Snyder. Really? I didn't know it was D. Snyder that I was kicking his butt until until I'm rolling a prompter and says, now we'd like to introduce D. Snyder. So, uh, yeah, it was. So how do you expect things to evolve uh, in the industry now going forward, uh, you know, as we, as we transition out of COVID? Well, I, I hope, I hope and I pray that, that we can get back to work. And we could start having concerts again. Um, I mean, that's that's the bread and butter of this is is concerts. I've I've toured with bands, and the bands come to town, and and uh, you know we get we get hundreds of guys working a, a United Center concert or an Allstate Arena concert, and and uh, that's that's our bread and butter. And uh, you, you got Lollapalooza, which they're planning on. They're they're gonna have Journey frontlining. They just announced. Do you work that too? I have worked Lollapalooza, but I, I try and I try and avoid the out, outdoor uh, mud of Lollapalooza. <laughs> but but I have worked it. Yes. Well, it's nice you yes. can be a little choosy as you. Get well, older. I you know I, I when I was younger I wasn't yeah. allowed to be as choosy. But, yeah. Yeah, but right. right now there is no choosy. You yeah. take everything you got. You, I, I'm taking everything right now. Let's take a quick break here on the lowdown, and uh, shortly we'll send it over to our good friend Spence Lagerfeld, who has. Uh, Interesting interview with our good friend, Dr. Farchi, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Marunam che hosi metta. Ne hu achijoma manuchu. Sub vichar, sub shabda, ne sub karma. Itle manashni, kawashni, kunashni. Ane jare achijo ne hu vichar karuchu. Jare hu e down, low down. Thank you. Hi, this is Hosi Mehta and I'm trying to project for E-Town Lowdown. If you tune into that and try it, you will be hearing about good thoughts, good words, good deeds which is what I look for. And when I tune into E-Town Lowdown, that is what you should try too. Check them out. You'll be happy and glad that you did. Thank you. How are you? And welcome to another edition of Fridays with Fauci, where we believe it's Friday somewhere. I am your host, Spencer Alexander Lagerfeld, the pride of the Upper East Side. Again today, I will be joined by Dr. Anthony Fertchi a leading expert in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Farchi has just returned from a global conference where all of the leading nations met to discuss our future. Greetings, Dr. Farchi. Come on, I thought we established this. It's Farchi, not Fauci. A thousand apologies, sir. Wishful thinking on my part. Dr. Farchi, tell us about this summit of the most important nations from around the world. Well, it was my privilege to be among my most impressive peers from all corners. They all have legitimate concerns about the coronavirus and its impact on things like economics, sports, and entertainment. 
I would presume many of these scholars had questions about things like public health, etc., and the like. Where was the summit held? Where did you find a place worthy? London or Sydney? Oh, sure, yeah, you betcha. There's only really one place to hold such a meeting of the nations. Of course. Gotham City itself, I should have known. What does Batman and Commissioner Gordon have to do with this? We held the conference at Mount Olympus, of course. Well, I guess that makes sense. Ancient Greece is often referred to as the place where modern thought was invented, channeling the spirit of Socrates. Of course, that all goes together. Well, Bubby, I'm not sure who Socrates played for, but we held the meetings at Mount Olympus Resorts, the crown jewel of the Wisconsin Dells. After the meeting, we went over to the Ishnala Supper Club for a feast on whitefish, as our annual tradition is. Certainly you jest. You took the leaders of the world's most important nations to Wisconsin Dells? You took the Germans, the Brits, the French? I'm not so sure you understand. We had all the appropriate nations represented. Packer Nation, Badger Nation, Brewer Nation. And, of course, the North Central Chapter of the Brett Favre Fan Club. Okay, I'm lost. Our conference had representation from New Glarus to Eau Claire, from Wausau to Racine. If we can't figure out how to quell the coronavirus... We might not get to have Summerfest next year. And it was supposed to be a double bill headliner with the Bodines and the Violent Femmes, for God's sake. Summerfest? Yes, Milwaukee's biggest summer attraction. Oh, don't think I'm Meshugana. We also talk about the State Fair in West Dallas and the Spirit of Aviation Week in Oshkosh. And of course, if we cannot have fans for the Packer games, well, that's just something I'd rather not comment on, eh? I think I understand. Yeah, of course uh, you do. The economy of towns from Sheboygan to Economawak depend on it. <sighs> right. Again, our thanks to Dr. Farchi for his enlightening commentary. I'm Spencer Alexander Lagerfeld, and the opinions heard in this program are not to be construed as the opinions of the lowdown or its personalities. This installment has been brought to you by the good folks at the Wauwatosa Public House Bar and Grill and the Wanaki Used Cars and Trailers on Highway 19, right next to the airport. Thank you, and good night. This is Mary Beth Harper, Director of the Elmhurst Public Library, and you're listening to the E-Town Lowdown with your hosts, Robbie and Rick, but PK is the one with all the talent. Back here on the Lowdown with my personal favorite segment, the E-Town Lowdown Mowdown, where we mow down our special guest to their very core. Today's guest, Greg Glay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. The more ginger ales you have, the, the more the you, more you recline. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. You sure you're ready? This is going to be tough. A lot of tough questions. East Coast or West Coast? No, East Coast. Fallon or Kimmel? Uh, Kimmel. <laughs> you, you, I thought you were going to say Conan. <laughs> Given the choice. Yeah. Restaurant or home cooking? Restaurant. Off script or on? Well, on script. I'm a prompter guy. <laughs> Obvious. Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks? Oh, Hanks. Rocky Road or Cherry Garcia? Rocky Road. French fries or onion rings? Onion rings. Drive or fly? Fly. Wisconsin or Michigan? Wisconsin. You ready for this? Are you? 
Ginger or Marianne? Well, a week ago, I would have said Marianne, but... Now, <laughs> wrong answer. Now, now that, uh, that now she's that a God stiff. God rest her soul. Yeah. That the, she's the, a the, stiff. Now that she's a stiff, That's I got to go with Ginger. That's rough. <laughs> Very rough. Uh, mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Baked. Bono or Bono? I've never cared for you two, so neither one. B. Arthur or Beyonce? Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> She's beautiful. I have worked with her. Oh, name dropper. Tile <laughs> or hardwood? Uh, hardwood. Dirty Dozen or Dirty Dancing? Ooh. Dirty Dancing. Spock or Scotty? Scotty. Nice. Stevie Wonder or Wonder Woman? <sighs> I Wonder Woman. Magnum P.I. or Sam Malone? Sam Malone. Toilet paper, over or under? <laughs> My wife always tells me I do it wrong, and I don't remember which way I do it. Are you talking about toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking about toilet paper, but that could be related to many, many things. Well, and, and actually, when you asked the question, when you started out with toilet paper, I didn't know what the alternative was. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I'm up. Uh, Sammy or David Lee? Um, David Lee. Roosevelt or Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Beatles or Stones? Uh, Beatles. Harpo or Zeppo? Harpo. Grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly? Peanut butter and jelly. Paperback or a hardcover? Paperback. Are you keeping score over there, Rick? <laughs> You look like you're marking it down. Cook or clean up? Cook. Pay-per-view or movie theater? Movie theater. God, I can't wait till we get back to the movie theater. Outhouse or Kaibo? Kaibo. I am the Kaibo cleaner. <laughs> Tanya Roberts or Tanya Tucker? Tanya Harding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ping pong or pool? Pool. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Cubs or socks? Cubs. iPhone or Android? Android. Al Bundy or Al Jazeera? <laughs> Al Bundy. <laughs> Al Bundy, Al Bundy, Al Bundy. Uh, chicken or fish? Chicken. Beach or mountains? Beach. McDonald's or Burger King? Well, they got the McRib right now, so I'll have to say McDonald's. Oh. Batman or Superman? Batman. Which shoe do you put on first, left or right? I don't remember. You just did it. <laughs> I, yeah, I do it every day. Favorite pizza place in Elmhurst? Roberto's. Uh, James Brown or James Taylor? James Brown. Can I get in the hot tub? Wow! <laughs> Yes or no, should men wear sandals? No. Shakespeare or Harlequin? Shakespeare. Uh, the book or the movie? Oh, the movie. When Harry Met Sally or Dirty Harry? Oh, when Harry Met Sally. Definitely. Sensitive man. Definitely. Sometimes or Trib? Uh, well, I worked for Tribune for a long time. So that's a tough so one. So sometimes. <laughs> that's a tough one. No, I, I, I've always liked the trib. Uh, Cronkite or Rather? Ooh, I never worked with Cronkite. 
but he was the uh, the standard. Biff but, Henderson or Biff Tannen? <laughs> Henderson, because he's a stagehand. Frazier Thomas or Ray Rayner? Oh, uh, well, they're both kind of... Uh, go with Ray. Sounds like more story later. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Who's the king, Elvis or Little Richard? Elvis. Tea or coffee? A tea. Big city or country? Hmm. They both have their advantages and disadvantages. I have to say city because I live closer to the city. Tall socks or short socks? Tall. Golf or tennis? Uh, I don't play either one. Sofa or couch? Uh, Couch. Mule or donkey? Mule. Again, golf or tennis? (laughs) You don't play Marianne or Ginger either, but you picked one of them. I guess I'll say golf. Thank you. Because it's the first one you said. Thank you. (laughs) It's tough, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Walking or bicycling? Bicycling. Conan the Barbarian or Conan O'Brien? Conan O'Brien. Awesome guy. And the last three questions, starting with this one. Appetizers or hors d'oeuvres? Oh, appetizers. Spring or fall? Fall. And tell me your first record album. My first record album? Uh, I'm a little teacup. First record album was the... uh, the Walt Disney uh, favorites that was uh, given out at the uh, the Standard Oil stations, if you bought enough gas. So I was keeping track. You got a seventy-eight percent. That's a C. That's passing. That's how I got through college. Good job. I feel like we know you know better. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jack Island of the Silverado Grill. My definition of a great evening is yoga, Maryland crab cakes, and the E-Town Lowdown with Robbie, Rick, and PK. Well, yoga and crab cakes. Hello, Pete Kruger here from the Elmhurst Independent Newspaper. When I want a good laugh, I listen to E-Town Lowdown, even though Rick, Robbie, and PK podcast from a hot tub, they're three cool dudes. We're back on the lowdown with our special guest, Greg Glay. So, Greg, we you've already sort of hinted around a little bit um, and started to tell us some of the famous folks that you've run into over the years. And seems to me you've probably run across a whole lot of different celebrities at various times and places and, and folks of different ilks, like actors and musicians and politicians and, and the like. So uh, my first question, I guess, is who are the easiest and conversely the hardest people to work for? Uh, the easiest, Bill Curtis uh, is, is just always very easy to work with, to work for. Um, I'd have to say, uh, what was his name? Uh, sportscaster. Well, I won't. He, Howard Cosell. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I won't even say it. This, he, he is a sportscaster. The guy, the guy Bill was Frank. A, the guy was a real jerk. I won't even won't even go into it. But that, yeah, that let's was, not say bad things about now. Mark G and Greco. No, no, no. <laughs> or Tim Weigel. <laughs> let's 
So anyway, no, no, leave, leave Howard been, Sudbury been, alone. It can't some, be there's Corey been some McFerrin. There's been some people that 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 uh, I have have not had pleasant experiences with. But, well, that's what we want to hear. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, okay, give us a, an unpleasant experience for somebody you'll never work with again, regardless. He's dead. She's dead. Do you Come remember? On. Do you remember Tabitha Soren? Oh sure, MTV. 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 News. Did she used to wiggle her 90s? nose? Different Tabitha altogether. Oh, okay. so, Rick's references go directly back to the 70s, just so Tabitha you know. Tabitha Stevens. The 96 Democratic Convention in Chicago here, uh, I was teleprompting uh, MTV News, uh, among other things, all day long uh, from a skybox at United Center. And uh, that we're, we, we've been there a couple days setting up and, and doing different things. And, and uh, we did a bunch of shows in the morning, and we're getting – into the afternoon this is the first day that they've they've got an audience out there and it's starting to get loud and i can't she's five feet away from me but i can't hear her and so i i tell the people in the truck hey i'm not gonna be able to hear her you're gonna have to feed it into my headset and they're trying to work it out in the truck and they're having technical problems and i don't know what the problem is but she's getting upset because it's taking 15 20 minutes and then we're, we're just doing a taping we're just gonna tape the news segment from from the convention and they're going it, to, it, it's like two in the afternoon. They're not going to air it till like four 30. We got plenty of time, but she's getting mad and she's getting mad at me because I'm the one who can't hear her, who can't hear her. And finally she pulls her IFB out and throws her microphone down and comes over and starts screaming at me. And I'm sitting there. I clip my mic open so they can hear it down in the truck and they, they know they've been working on it and they're, and the producer's like, I'll be right, I'll be right. I'll, he's got to run up through security and get up there. So it's, it's going to take him like 10 minutes. So she's still screaming at me. And finally, she stops. And I said, would you like me to leave? And the other people in the truck are like, don't leave. Don't leave. So finally, <laughs> she, she goes back to screaming at me. And, uh, and then our producer finally gets up there, pulls her into the hallway, and explains to her that she needs me a lot more than I need her. And... Uh, she finally came to her senses, and they, they, the, the drama forced the truck people to fix the problem, which was the only good thing that came out of that. But, but uh, we got donuts the rest of the week, so that was good. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you happen to hear the, the audio of Tom Cruise yelling at the? Uh, oh, the staff. The, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard do that. You, do you see that kind of thing or experience that kind of thing it a lot? It happens. It happens. I mean, it's 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 a high stress environment working on these on these things, and you're especially with COVID now. Um, it's just it's one more added stress that we all have, um, just in in every little thing. And then you're trying to you're working long hours and and uh, dealing with with all this stuff, and and stuff happens, and people lose their. So why why is it stressful? I mean, you know, you guys got budgets that well not you but when they're making a movie with tom cruise they got a budget that's out of the world so why is it stressful i mean they, they it's stressful because it's long hours and, well, why, and why is it long hours just because they don't want to set stuff up again because I mean, you've got you've got deadlines and you've you've got people everyone has people they got to answer to we I all guess. have we all have the people we have to answer to and uh they they need to get it done and time is money and money is time and who does Tom Cruise answer to? David Miscavige? Is that his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg. You can't say that. They're going to. Oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> PK, I can't believe you said that. You mentioned D. Snyder in a story earlier. 
Would you mind telling these guys you have another rock and roll legend frontman story that I know of? Are you able to tell that story? Are you talking about Little Richard? No, I don't want to give Richard the name. Richard Carpenter. I don't, I don't want to give the name away, but we'll get to Little Richard in a minute. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've been, there's been so many. The, uh, the, the, the front man uh, who you weren't, you didn't know who it was until someone told you who that was, or, or you realized at the end of the story who it was. He happened, he was uh, carrying a small pet. Oh, that, oh. Yeah, David Lee Roth. Well, you ruined the story now. The story. <laughs> oh. Okay, so well, we're 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 doing a it was Van Halen concert, and we're taking it out. We're loading up the trucks, and you know, you're, you're taking everything down and push to the truck, and you're loading the trucks, and we're almost we're almost done. We got almost everything down to the dock, and we're putting things on, and this uh, this skinny, tall old man with his hair in a bun comes walking by, and he's got this teeny little dog it's like who's who, who's got a dog in here what's what's going on <laughs> and and uh and he gets closer and realize oh my god that's david lee roth i mean he's not wearing his wig or anything and and uh and he just yells wait that's a wig <laughs> <laughs> this is show business they're all i think we just broke a big story <laughs> yeah they're they're all wearing wigs and makeup and i mean it's this is this is the magic this is magic but uh yeah he's He's uh he's he yells good night fellas and it was this is like wow you know that, that was that was not uh, not what I was expecting that was I was expecting so tell us about little Richard then oh little Richard I've I've worked with little Richard a few times over the years um, the uh, the last time I worked with him uh, was at was at Navy Pier and uh, I was running a spotlight and. It was it was a it was two spots and there was a, it was a lighting guy and and uh, the lighting director for Little Richard he, he was very specific he told us he just wanted white light didn't want any colors he told me I'd be in the main spot and the other guy was gonna gonna do the solos and it's gonna be pretty but he'd call the whole show and we didn't you didn't have to worry about it It'd be easy so uh, come time the show starts and and lighting director's not there but we we know what we're doing we're stagehands we're we're just going with the show well. Little Richard finishes his first song, and he he stands up and he says, "Give me a blue light." Well, we've been told not to give him any colors, so we're like on headsets. We're like, "What do we do?" He says, "Well, we were told not to." So he starts screaming, "Give me a blue light! I want a blue light!" And and, and so oh, I know and, where it's going. And so <laughs> and so the the, the the guy on the board, he's in charge. He says, "Give him a blue light." So I flip on his blue light. He went nuts. He's like. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And he went into another song or two, and oh. and then he says, "I want more blue light. Give me more blue light." So the other the other spotlight turns it blue, and then the light on the light board he turned every light in the house blue. Really? So and, and, and little Richard thought, was actually, very very happy. I thought we were going Bud Light. <laughs> I didn't know so. little Richard worked blue. <laughs> It was, he was very happy. Now, the, the first time, now I already knew, you know, I knew he was crazy because the first time I worked with him, I was teleprompting at the, uh, the Marriott and it was a corporate show and I was prompting this executive, uh, CEO of, I don't even remember the company and they were going to, they were, they were having a dinner and, and then he was going to finish. They're going to take the lectern down, take down the prompter. I was going to take down the prompter, get everything off the stage, get all my cables out. They were going to wheel out the piano. Little Richard was going to play. Well, little Richard wanted to get out of there. So he, as soon as the guy finishes his speech, he has his guys roll the piano out 
right on top of my cables, right, my prompter's right in front of him, and he starts playing. And so I'm ready to take my stuff down. I I can't get up there. And the the stage manager's like, go, 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 start taking your stuff down. And so in the middle of the show, I'm taking the stuff down. Okay, little Richard's up there playing, and I'm taking all my stuff down in the dark with with my cables are all under his piano, and I'm trying to yank things. I'm I can't get all my cables and everything. I'm kind of frustrated. So he finishes his song. He starts introducing the band. Oh, this is this is my sax player. This is my this is my bass player. This is a and, and let's hear it for the white boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the white boy. I got the biggest cheer in the house. So <laughs> I was the white boy. Yes. So you said Bill Curtis was one of the most professional uh, celebrities you worked with. Who was one of the nicest, appreci- most appreciative females, female celebrities that you worked with? Female celebrities. Oh, God, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, Beyonce, That's my was, job. Beyonce was really, really nice. Oh, you, she you was mentioned really, her earlier. She was really sweet. A little soft spot in the at heart the, for her. Uh, at, at, at the Oprah finale at United Center. I was uh, I was working the stage right behind the doors. They would swing open, and then the tail would go out. And that was, she was a sweetheart. Nice. She was really, really it's nice. It's nice to hear. So, Wait, but bringing up Oprah, how Oprah, did that go? Oprah's nice. Oprah's it, it was always nice working with Oprah because really? she doesn't have time to mess around. You, you know, you you get everything ready. You spend a couple hours getting everything ready, and then she swoops in, does her thing, and then she leaves. And she's hmm. she's always nice to the prompter guy because I'm the one that gives her the words. So yeah, she she knows where her bread is buttered. So that most of them do. Nice. All right. So I got to know the Oprah finale. Who did you meet? Celebrity oh, well, wise at the Oprah finale, that I, had to be a I thing, had right? A great. We we there were so many celebrities on this thing, and and I had a great view from backstage there because we could see the 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 elephant doors back behind. Uh, at, at United Center, so the uh, elephant door is another technical term. PK. It's another technical term. They the doors would open and a limo would pull in, and Tom Cruise would get out, or Tom Hanks would get out, or Maya Angelou would get out, and all you know Beyonce. They it's like oh, so every time the doors open, uh, one of one of the other guys, go, hey hey, the doors are open. We'd all turn our heads and we looked to see who's coming out. You know all these limos. Well, the doors open one time. Hey hey, we all look, and this this brown Ford Explorer pulls in. And and we're like we're like Al thinking, Cowling? What's going on? What's going on? So well no, no, Stevie Wonder gets out. Stevie Wonder and the and the, the young stagehand who's with me says says what why why didn't Stevie why didn't Stevie get a limo? I said, Oh, they told him it was a limo. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my yeah. best joke of the yeah. whole show. So <laughs> No need to waste the money. They told yeah. him it was a limo. <laughs> um are you uh, intrigued by celebrities, or do, are they just uh, you know I, regular people to you? Most of them are. If I'm working with with Ditka, <laughs> Coach, yeah. you have to call him Coach. Yeah, you don't you don't call him Mister Ditka or, or Mike. Yeah, he'll he'll yell at you. But um, I, I I still am in awe. Yeah, uh, worked a commercial with him six months ago, or before the not six months ago, probably last a year ago, probably seems forever since we've been doing these things but it was it, he's he, it, he, he, i'm just in awe of him he has a strong personality oh yes yeah. oh yes you ever do anything with the bulls during the the heyday of the bulls uh, yeah he did the uh the 98 finals so they did they got a whole documentary about me i don't know if you've seen it but uh <laughs> we, we we're slightly familiar with it here on the lowdown uh, you, you probably remember our other podcast about that 
no, well, with Joe O'Neill. But no, it, you were know, you prompting but, uh, Red Kerr during? No, the I was prompting Ahmad Rashad for NBC. Bobby, what's his name? Bobby Jones or Bobby Johnson or something? So that his was real name, and it was just the pregame, so it was great. So once the game started, I had an all access pass, and I was free to go. So I I enjoyed the games muchly. It was so great. actually, so so you, you you're kind of bursting my balloon. You're saying everything's all scripted and everything like that. Who goes off script the best that you've experienced? The best? Yeah. Oh, Bob Jordan is probably the best interview yeah. out there where he doesn't, he can just off the top of his head. I mean, he's retired now, but he can just, he just, watching him work was. was it's a lot like watching me go off script here. <laughs> was always amazing. Um, now Bill Clinton, he could make anything sound good. Obviously. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, even an old rusty out of tune saxophone. Well, I mean, pulled you, that and, off more and, than once. And he's got, he's got a gift where he can remember you. He hadn't seen me for six years and I, he's walking through backstage and we're, we're all having to stop cause secret service is coming through and I wasn't even working on his show, but we're all having to stop and he's walking by and he stops. He's, Hey, Greg, how are you? And, and you know, it's like, I hadn't seen him for six years and he remembered me. It's like, that's it, gotta be photographic memory. That's a gift. That's a gift. Or yeah. a curse. And, yeah. uh, but he can't forget it, you no matter how hard he it, tries. It made me feel good. You know, but yeah. so whether you whether you agree with their politics or not, they have charisma. A lot of these yeah, people, right. that, that just it's amazing. You guys smoke a cigar together or anything? No, no. Yeah. Did you ever meet B. Arthur? No, I never Back did. Back to her, never did. <laughs> no. I smoked a cigar with uh, Tim Kazarinsky once. Really, Tim Kazarinsky, Doctor Jack Potofsky. He, he had some Cubans, <laughs> and we we had we had some. Uh, some bourbon and some cigars, and it was it was a good night. He uh, teaches at uh, Second City, really downtown. Yeah. By the way, Ahmad Rashad, Bobby Moore, Bobby Moore. I we were going for it was Bobby something or another. And, and I can't believe Greg, you picked Bob Jordan. That's not the Jordan I thought you were going to pick. <laughs> well, I, I did get to I did get to meet Michael Jordan at at the finals, but not like we palled around or anything. Right. You didn't go out for a drink. No, no, no. Funniest thing I saw though at, at one of the shoot arounds, there's a, a shorter cameraman who always carries brings a ladder with him, and he's on his ladder standing up and shooting everything. And Jordan sneaks up behind him and pulls his shorts down. It was great. <laughs> it was I, great. I, I gotta imagine you can't get mad at him, can you? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was really fun. There's a there's a cameraman at United Center. He kind of looks like um, Kenny Rogers, um, or. Wolfman Jack or whatever you want to say, does that ring a bell at all? Ah, uh, not no, not from that description. No, well, you know, I I'm usually in the truck when I'm. Oh, working, okay. Right. So I'm not I'm not usually out on the floor. Does he sing "Lady"? No, but I, I, I'm just curious. He was did a couple things at the United Center, for, you know, and it was fun. And this this camera that was man, Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> <laughs> you're technically you're correct. So did you ever meet uh, any of the old time celebrities? From WGN, like the Fraser Thomas era. Yeah, uh, actually, no. I kind of, I kind of came in past that. Um, I mean, I've met, I, I met Wizzo, <laughs> Marshall, so Marshall Brodine. Marshall Brodine, yeah. You know, you know uh, there's left us recently, but um, so Marshall, the first time, first time I ever met him, he comes up to me and he's and he and he's going doody 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 and he tells me he tells me my address and and my birthday 
And then he and then he says, and here's your wallet back. <laughs> <laughs> so he he picked my pocket and and uh, wow, it, it was it, you know I it, so you know and then every time I saw him after that, first thing I was grab my wallet. It's, it's, well, you also mentioned Paul Conrad. So uh, you work with some of the morning news folk there. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I work I work with all of them. That that's a fun show. Yeah, it's I, a very I, fun I watch show. It in the morning. They're all they're all very nice. It puts a smile on my face in the morning. So I like so to watch it's, it. It's uh, it's been it's been kind of hard because we're not we're not bringing the bands in we're not having the guests in the studio yeah um and a lot of the a lot of them have been remote uh, Paul's finally back right right but he was gone for a long time Mike Toomey's uh, been back but he's been gone uh, and uh, they're you know it, it's it's hard when you're not all in the right the chemistry is not the same yeah. yeah yeah you ever work with the chairman of the board Skilling. Skilling, Tom Skilling is as nice as he seems. Everyone asks me that, and, and he is as nice as he seems. When uh, I got a funny little Tom story, um, when we were trying to get the Olympics here in Chicago, and they were having uh, the Olympic Committee was coming, and they were presenting to them. They well, they had Tom present about the weather, and uh, he he was over at the Hilton, and I wasn't even on the show. I was just doing the out. I'm there to take it down, and so I show up. And uh, show ends, and Tom Tom gave the I heard the last twenty minutes of it, and he's talking about the weather and blah blah blah, and and then they finish, and I'm I'm going I'm I'm coiling cables and I'm taking things down, and he's getting mobbed by people asking questions because he's they, they, he's a celebrity and they're all all over him, and then he sees me and he says oh hey we got you got stagehand Greg here you know from, from WGN <laughs> he's like hey hey Greg Greg he's, he's can you get me out of here is there a back door to this place and, and, <laughs> and I said hey Tom Tom some of the some of the, the stagehands want to want to meet you backstage can I introduce you? oh yeah hey bye I'll, I'll be back bye bye get me out of here so so I, I take him backstage and I introduced him to this one stagehand Maynard and Maynard's a great guy and, and uh, he was he was all happy to meet him and and then uh, I walked him outside got him in a cab and said goodbye so but uh, that was, you know, Tom. Tom's a really nice guy. And well, if he ever needs a fill-in, my neighbor looks exactly like <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's amazing. That is not what I thought you were going to say. No, well. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but that wasn't it. Sometimes I don't think you know what I'm going to say ever. But I've, I've worked at I've worked at just about all the stations in town here, and uh, WGN's WGN's the most fun. They place put to a work. smile on my face every morning, and it's free parking. So, yeah. <laughs> so Greg will back me up, I think, on this one. Um, when when the pandemic ends, if you ever get the opportunity to see Mike Toomey do stand up comedy, oh yes, worth every penny. He seems funny. He's, He's hysterically funny. funny, and my favorite part is. He does a Tom Skilling impression in his act, and it he is, does it better than Tom. Yeah, it's uncanny <laughs> good, and he uh, he writes the jokes in such a way that you never see him coming. Because Tom, when he does the weather, as we all know, he you know he's kind of like everyone's favorite uncle. It's very polite and nice and kind and everything. And he does this bit where he's in Skilling's voice and he says, "I got an email here. Dorothy from Round Lake Beach says, Tom." It's effing cold up here. <laughs> Good stuff. Have you ever done any of those those half hour shows that Larry Potash or Pat Tomasulo have done on the side? I I did not work on Man of the People. Um, I was pretty busy with other things. I mean, this year I've been at WGN more, had than, a short more than, than I ever have been. I because I, I have the teleprompter company and and I'm I'm working all over the place. But 
Uh, I've been on staff for a long time, and this is this is the closest I've ever been to full time. But t- over there, Pat, but Pat Tomasulo does comedy as well, right? He tries. He he does I was try. Say, yeah. He tries. Yeah. He's very trying. Like I said, go see Mike Toomey. <laughs> no, Pat's Pat's not he, so Greg, bad. Greg's politically correct. He likes like, everyone. <laughs> I'd say go see Mike Toomey. Toomey's Toomey's awesome. Toomey's so what? Awesome. Describe what your hours are like pre-COVID were like, and what they are like now. Uh, well. You got a show like the Oprah finale, which was that was 36 hours straight after working for 18 days in a row on various things. A lot of bringing that in, and that was a 36 hour job. Um, then you kind of kind of find your way home and sleep, and then you go back to work. Um, it's uh, this now. Uh, last week I had the 3:30 a.m. shift for five days. Um, that was. That was kind of rough. Is that um, infomercials? That is showing up and doing the news, doing doing the news and uh, rolling the prompter and doing the lights and uh, whatever props and staging need to move in and out. Wait, wait. When does the news start? It starts at four a.m. at WGN. Really? Four a.m. I haven't seen that. <laughs> the so only that time was... PK sees that is if he stays up through the night. Yeah. Well, and I'm not watching the news at four. Well, <laughs> when I when I started there, we 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 started at five thirty, and they kept moving it up half an hour. And I I said to one of the older stagehands once, I said, I said what, you know, what when's it going to end? And he said, you know, if they made more money playing Andy Griffith reruns twenty four hours a day, that's what they'd do. Speaking so, of Andy Griffith, PK comes in around five a.m., closes the door behind him, and hangs a key on the nail. <laughs> All right, I'm going to switch gears here if that's all right with you guys. Uh, oh, re- no, let's elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rick and PK, I happen to know that our special guest this evening has done a stint as a roadie for a well known band. Let me guess. Boys to Men. <laughs> nope. There's no. Ramstein? <laughs> PK, you could only wish it were Ramstein. He's a big fan. Greg, can you... Uh, do host. Do host. <laughs> do host, Mish. <laughs> show got very German very fast. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you uh, enlighten us with all, some all of the your... the German I know is from Hogan's Heroes. So. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, Wuhlmann coming I, down. I, I, I know nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Anyway, are, are you re, are you referring to Aerosmith? I might be referring, to, referring Aerosmith. to Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yes. Tell us about your Aerosmith days. Um, well, have you ever seen uh, it, a it, Turkish prison? Yeah, it's a grown it's, man naked. It's kind of surreal. <laughs> it's kind of surreal. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of moments where you're just like, did that just happen? So set the scene. When was this? Where wait, were you? Wait, How me, did this happen? Let me just say, as I was setting up tonight for Rick. He said, we need some roadies <laughs> to do this for us. Boom, but, done. But he, didn't, he wasn't describing Greg. <laughs> I, I bet. Well, I, I'm not your typical roadie. When, 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 I, was touring, when I was touring and they'd want to send someone imagined. to find me, they'd say, look for the guy who doesn't have any tattoos, piercings, or long hair. Yeah. And, and then they'd find me. Um, it's pretty pretty easy to find. I think Rick but, and PK uh, were thinking the other gender I, uh, for the well, race. I, I was we're, I was essentially troop for Aerosmith. I was essentially in a very expensive karaoke machine because uh, they don't they don't rehearse. 
and they don't play the same things every night. Really? And a uh, nice thing, they, you know, they were older, so they only performed every other night, so it was a, it was a nice tour. Where did this, when was this tour and where did it go? The last time we toured, we toured was 2007 that I was, I was on the tour. Oh, so they were playing old stuff, but they did whatever they wanted. They, Is that they what just, saying? yeah, they, because they, they got a huge catalog. Yeah. And they'll, they, they don't, you, you don't, I didn't know what we were going to be playing. I mean, I know we're going to end with Walk This Way. That's always the encore. Yeah. So, and if, and if Run DMC up there, if Run DMC shows up, sometimes they show up and then you got to have that version ready. So um, you've got the whole catalog there in the prompter, and you're ready to go. And it's like, oh, Susie's here. Bring this song up. Okay, do do do, and there it is. But you you don't know what what they're gonna. And they they just on a whim. I want to play this. Okay, and because they're paying the bill, and you do whatever. So you're prompting want. backup singers too. Uh, prompting anyone who anyone who's there. There was there's there was seven monitors on the stage, all over the place. I remember one time uh, Stephen's monitor went out. I mean, he's got six other monitors, but he's screaming because the one monitor's out. And uh, uh, I had to give the prompter scroller over over to the road manager who was sitting next to me, and then I'm crawling under the stage. And uh, luckily, I did go under there because there was there was a little fire. Whoops! Um, <laughs> so I uh, I unplugged the little box that was sparking and and shooting little. Did you own the box? No, it wasn't mine. This was all, they own all their own gear. I was just operating. Um, but uh, there was, and I'm not saying that just for insurance reasons. Um, <laughs> but they, they uh, so, so he was, he was screaming at me and, and, uh, and cause I've, I've got in my ear, I can still hear him on the radio. Uh, they, they've got me and he's talking, he's, he's young, cause he's got a little switch where he can, he can talk to us or he can talk on the PA. And so he can, he can do that. And so there's, He's he's screaming. Well, and you could scream me all you want because the next day I got a five hundred dollar bonus for because he screamed at me when I probably saved his life because it was it was three feet from the pyro which is right there's a grate and he stands over it. That's how he ends the show. He stops in front of that. He goes like he puts his arms up and then uh, they do the pyro. But uh, so there was a, there was a little fire under there. So but, how long are you on the road with them? Uh, it's usually a couple months at a time. So it was off and on for a couple of years, and um, it was it was fun while it lasted. But uh, you kind of you start realizing your kids kids are a lot bigger when you come so back. How does and, how does the missus take that? I'm going on the road with Aerosmith. How, how did Laura take it? <laughs> well, you know she she liked the new car she got. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's there was there was things. I mean, she you know she was, but she had two little kids at the time, and and yeah, it was rough. It was hard on her. So she she did not like it as, as that much, but it was it was uh, got to pay the bills. It was good money. It was good money, and and uh, it was you know I, I was I was older when I did though. So I mean, you're traveling with Aerosmith. Yeah. Are you sleeping in the back of uh, an eighteen wheeler, fifty three foot box? No, I'm sleeping in a in a luxury bus that's got a full bar. I've got a bed. Um, or a coffin, if you want to call it that. But I got a bed. We got we got satellite TV with every channel. Um, one of the nice things is is you get a writer on your contract. You have to you have to customize your contract. Add something in there on the bus that you want. And uh, mine green M and M, which is it's hard to yep. do. It's hard to do because most they have most everything already. They got a full bar. I mean, but if you want a certain scotch or something, they'll get it for you. I mean, if it's not unreasonable. Um, but I. I, my request 
was was sugar-free fudgesicles. Really? By the end of the tour, all nine buses had sugar-free fudgesicles because it was just it was just guilty pleasure. Guiltless pleasure, you know. It was just And it took off and everybody else it wanted took them. It, everyone it's kind of like malt them. cups up at uh, Camp Freeland Leslie, right? Oh, yeah. I, I love yeah. a CFL malt yeah. cup. Yeah, so, you know, there's nothing like that. But, but uh so yeah, that was that was my uh my rider was was So did you have any interesting one on one time with either uh Stephen Perry or Steven Tyler or Joe Perry? I, I did, but I can't really tell those stories. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's well, really, there's some interesting man. stuff. Well, no, you can't because you sign papers that because his wife might hear this they, podcast. Uh, yeah, there's that too. Okay, so um, do you remember? <laughs> the, do you remember that tour that you went on with? Well, I will. Uh, I will, I will, I will uh, Sebastian that, Bach. I I will tell you. I will tell you that. Uh, I mean, I was telling you. Sometimes it's just surreal, and uh, uh, you'll you'll have like a, you've seen the movie. This is Spinal Tap. You'll have some moments like that. Uh, I'm I'm out there. And getting ready to start the show, and and Joan Jett was our opening act, and she's finishing up, and I get a little tap on my shoulder, and and I turn, and it's Liv Tyler, ooh, and and she's can can I sit here? It's kind of crowded. I hope you don't mind. I might be rubbing against you. No, it's okay. You sit, <laughs> sit right here. It's, okay. it's, it's just fine. It's just fine. And she kept pumping into me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. I had a whole show with Liv Tyler cuddled up next to me, and that was, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. It's a rough life. I know, right? I try and try and scroll, do your job when that's happening. So <laughs> that was that was uh, that was difficult. Was that a world tour or European uh, North American? That was a European world. world? That was a world tour. So where? where give us a yeah. couple of the cities oh, we were in. Where, where were you? Oh, we happened? went to Canada, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That was a North American tour when when she cause she was that was actually in Canada because she was shooting a movie up there. Do you remember what cities you went to in Canada? No, it, the ones with hockey arenas. That's pretty much everywhere we went. <laughs> Anywhere with a hockey arena, that's where we were. Were you in Saskatoon? I don't remember. Moose Jaw. So you, you stop paying attention. You pay attention when you cross the border because they're very they're very much we're crossing the border tonight. If anyone has anything they don't they shouldn't have, you need to get rid of it now. They they remind everyone several times. You seem to pay attention when Liv so, Taylor. Yeah, I was gonna to say Liv Tyler rubs against him. He remembers that. And he remembers <laughs> crossing the border. That. I remember that. I don't remember what town I was in or I think I was in Toronto and Montreal. Those would make but sense. They got hockey teams. They got hockey teams. So, yeah. plus, what's the conversion rate on sugar-free fudgesicles when you cross back? I don't over know the because they were in the bus. I didn't have to buy them. You're a lucky man. I, I love the Liv Tyler story. Sounds fun. <laughs> well, well, yeah. That was that was. There's more to that story, but yeah. So she oh, come on. She was, she was awesome. She do tell, awesome. do tell. She was awesome. You can tell us off, Mike, and then we'll just tell about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more to that story, but there isn't. All right. Well, enough of the Aerosmith talk, but uh, that, that sounds like it must have been a, a heck of a good time. It was. It was. Uh, it was something else. So when you're not touring with Aerosmith or camping with Scouts, what do you do for fun? Wait a second. I heard that question asked. On a Conan O'Brien podcast with Steven Tyler. <laughs> Deja vu. I feel like I've been here what before. What do I do? What do I do for fun? We have excellent writers. Yeah. Uh, I like playing poker. Do you? I like playing poker. That's fun. Like, like, 
stud. You know, like I like, uh, the, I like the silly games. I like seven twenty seven. That's a silly game. I like uh, uh, Black Mariah. You do Texas Hold'em things I, at I, all? I like Texas Hold'em, but I, yeah. I get more into the side. I like low stakes poker, nickel dime quarter. Nothing, nothing's anyone's going to get hurt with. How often do you do that? Uh, not often lately. We haven't oh, been getting true. together. So, yeah. yeah. Last poker game was actually on my patio. Yeah. This summer. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So, um, when pre-COVID, where did you like to go in Elmhurst? What are some of your favorite Elmhurst hangouts? Ooh, you mentioned uh, Roberto's Pizza. What else? Well, you know, the York Theater is always fun. You like the theater? I like the York Theater. Uh, I. Uh, my father-in-law, one of his play favorite places was always Silverado. And we, we Good friend to, of the show. Two of my favorite places, we York to, Theater and Silverado. We used to go to Silverado all the time, and we've, we just threw, with COVID, we, we, when they were doing the takeout, we started, we started going back again, and we've rediscovered Silverado. And then uh, since they opened up, we've been going there. Well, you probably remember listening to our podcast with Jack Island, so uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. But but what's interesting to me is you like to go to the movie theater, and you know all the behind the scenes stuff. So you even though it's a you got to turn off your yeah you I know mean, there's, there, you got to do a, that anyway because you you know that Thor's not really throwing that hammer through the wall right I what mean, it's he's not you know, no but, no, but you mean, also know that like these people wear wigs and aren't who they appear to us to be. And you still like to watch them, and I like going to concerts. Yeah, and I like enjoying the shows, and it's it's fun because it's entertainment. Yeah, and that's we and we're all willing to pay money to see that. Yeah, and and, and I'm I'm able to make a decent living yeah. helping make that happen, and that's that's what that's about. It's, it's um, just interesting to me. We're, we're there to make it to make it all. I mean. You know, if you see these people without their makeup, you you realize a lot goes into it. Yeah, that's what they say when you see how the sausage is made. Yeah, yeah. Your your perspective changes when you see how the sausage is made. So, do you have and, any personal or professional mentors? Ooh, personal mentors besides me. Um, it could be scouting, could be life, it could well, be my, your career. My scoutmaster, uh, Chris Gans, was my first scoutmaster. When I was when I was a kid, I was you know I was eleven years old, twelve years old, and uh, he he uh, he was a big influence on me. He was he was a guy in his mid twenties who came back. He was an Eagle Scout. He came back to to help this fledgling troop. We we formed a little troop, and um, our first scoutmaster didn't work out, and he came in and uh, saved the day, and, um, and and he took us camping, and we had a good time. So yeah, he was a big influence on me. You know who one of Rick's favorite mentors is? Who's John, that? John Fabry. John Fabry. Well, John's a good friend of mine. John's a good dude. John is a good dude. John is, John is great. You guys, want to explain that? John John Holt. John's our uh, our committee chair for the troops and and for the crew. We we also have a venture crew, which is older scouts, um, and that's co-ed, uh, fourteen to twenty. And if you don't know um, John Fabry, you're missing out. Is John, he in the armpit orchestra? John, nobody should be. No, John he's a good is, dude, though. John is the uh, committee chair for all three of those units, and uh, he puts a lot of time in. and And his son 
uh, Evan? You know, Eagled, Evan, Evan Eagled and, and has been out of scouting. He's living out in California. He's out of college now and working. He's been working for several years. So uh, John just does it out of the, the love of, of scouting and, and, and he puts a lot of time and effort into it. And, uh, it's, he's, he, he's very dedicated. I mentioned the armpit orchestra. I, You've been a member. I've right? I've been yes. Have you been happy rehearsing? Kazoo, I'm a happy kazoo player. Yeah. Do you have any mentors in the armpit orchestra? <laughs> oh. Like like Kevin Scanlon. Kevin Scanlon. Do you have, do you have oh, any armpit yes. mentors? Yes, yes. got to be Kevin Scanlon. Scanlon is that and Angelo Pascal. Oh, Angelo. Angelo. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. If I can, if I can live up to Angelo, most people can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to wrap it up. You're in a bunker. You're under fire. You're really worried for your life. Who do you want in that bunker with you? Who do I want in the bunker with me? Please don't say Liv Tyler <laughs> or Beyonce. Well, I, I wouldn't mind going. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, why not? <laughs> Those are good choices. I. <laughs> who do gonna, I want in the bunker with? Well, who's oh, going to help you survive? I think that. I have to say my wife. Um, because she's probably listening to this, right? Okay, that's... Um, okay. <laughs> well, well, that's not the way to good, say good, it. Good answer. Who's second? <laughs> can, we cut, can we cut out the part about oh, I should yeah. say that? I think, I think that question's going to have to change in the future. Wives cannot be the answer. Other than your wife and Liv yeah. Tyler and yeah. Beyonce... God forbid anything should happen and your wife could not be there. Who would you like to be in the foxhole with you? In the foxhole with me. Well, Mary Ann's dead now, so I can't yeah. can't pick Mary Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Barbara Eden, anybody? Oh well, yeah, so Barbara's, wait. Barbara's awesome. You're gonna flip to ginger? I gotta say Barbara <laughs> Barbara's awesome. I love Barbara. Really? So I got to work with Barbara for a week. That was fun. But uh, it had yeah. to be a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> when she did the Harper Valley PTA? No, it was after that. She she was she was in her seventies when I worked with her. But uh, she's she's a she's a classy lady. All right, so but, answer uh, the question. Don't who, think you're going to duck I, here. Who would I be in a bunker with? Oh, let's see. Uh, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about her, but sure. Aunt May. You're talking like Aunt May, Marissa Tomei, or are you thinking like uh, my cousin Vinny? Either one will work for me. So okay. wait, so wait um, what was your experience with Marissa Tomei that made I, you say that? I've never met her, so oh. the fantasy is still alive. Oh. Well, actually, that just confirms my whole thing. He What? That he he experiences these celebrities in the, in you know behind the scenes, and, you know, it's kind of doesn't mean a lot to him it kind of defuncts the whole thing but he still has a fantasy about marissa he, tomei because he never met her i've never met her yeah so you know sometimes the fantasy is better than the reality yes there you go the fantasy that always, sums it up she knew, she knew all about the, the pontiac tempest <laughs> deposit traction that's that's right deposit traction well greg thanks so much for being our guest tonight we really enjoyed it i hope you did i hope you feel like you survived my pleasure Gentlemen, uh, good good seeing you again from... Likewise. Great to be with you. From the outside of the hot tub high atop Butterfield Park in the water tower. Careful climbing down the water tower, it's boys. It's crowded in here. It's chilly, too. You too. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
the E-Town Lowdown, brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter. <laughs> 